Hi, welcome to Peach Dizzle. I'm your host, Alice Chang, and today I'll be interviewing Dr. Tan Liu, who got her bachelor's in business administration from Clarion University of Pennsylvania, her PhD in economics from Temple University, and is currently a postdoc at Cornell Medicine in New York. Thanks for joining me, Tan. Uh, thanks, Alice, for inviting me here today. Yeah, of course. You, you know, did a bachelor's in business administration, and then you ended up doing a PhD in economics. So how did you even decide you wanted to go into a PhD program? Like, did you know anything about it? And were you studying health economics at that time? No, I was, um, I was studying economics, actually, uh, as undergrad. And um, like growing up, I kind of like, growing up I was thinking oh I, I like the idea of being a teacher but teacher doesn't make a lot of money <laughs> so I was like okay uh, pass I'll do something else so when I was in college I had the opportunity to uh, do some one-on-one tutoring and do some like a student leader in in school do some like a like a student resuscitation classes and stuff. And I'm like, I really like that progress, you know, like like you understand what is one thing, but the ability to uh, explain something that you understand to somebody else that is a different skill set. Mm-hmm. And I really like that process of relearning what I already knew. So when I finish, so um, before I finish, uh, undergrad I and I wasn't I didn't like the idea of working I didn't like <laughs> I, I I totally wasn't ready I'm like I I can't I can't stay in the concept of going to work and have a boss it's like totally not, <laughs> to, not totally not um, I hate it so I'm like okay I'm good with school I like teaching and I can let's go to do some PhD so I don't have to work. So you went, did you go straight from undergrad into your PhD? Yes, I did. Yes. Wow. Okay. And, but did you like do research in undergrad? Like how did you know, or how did you get prepared to do, to start the PhD program? So, so doing courses, uh, there'll be like term paper. Okay. And terms paper are like mini research paper that you do as part of the final thing. Mm. So I actually would transfer from uh, England. For I did my first year in England and I didn't like it, so I transferred. Wait, it, your first year of PhD or first year of undergrad? Undergrad, first year of in, oh, undergrad. Oh, wow. Okay, wait, yeah. so were you living, did you grow up in England? Uh, no, uh, I finished high school in England. Okay, okay, so you were in England and then you went to college in England, but then decided to transfer to college in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. That's really cool. So how did you make that decision? Oh, it's, you know, um, I failed classes and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I was a good student and I failed my classes. That's kind of a wake up call. You know, it's like, you, you know how you go high school, you have to go to college, you go to college, but they, nobody telling you what you know, you enter college, that's like you're achieving your goal, but it's like you have to finish. Yeah. But, but you know, th- that wasn't in my like mindset. I'm like, oh, I'm achieving my goal. I'm, I'm done. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of failed my uh, first year, one of my class. Oh, wow. 
and it actually it wasn't um, it wasn't my strong suit anyway. It was actually economic history, and you 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 basically learning like history of British revolutions, and I'm like, ah, that's really boring. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I like economic economic history of British revolutions. That's definitely not nothing. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I try to fit past the class, but I couldn't because it's like all history. Oh it's just not my taste, not my preference at all. So yeah, I was I had an option whether I spend a year in England just retaking the class, or I switch to America. And I was fortunate that uh, my parents have the ability to allow me to switch. So I make the switch, but now um, I learned my lesson. I'm like, okay, I got, <laughs> I got my second chance. Let's uh, focus, wow. focus. So did you have to start over again? Like, did you do four years then in the US? Uh, no, some, some of the credit was transferred for the okay, classes okay, okay. that I passed, they were transferred. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right, cool. So then, so you got to the US, you went to Clarion, and uh-huh. you majored in economics, but not economic history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, for sure, I know that is not the class that I will take again. Yes. And, and despite not enjoy, well, I don't know, maybe you did end up enjoying it, but you were saying like, you know, you kind of got to college and were like, oh, whatever. But then you were decided to do a PhD, which is even more school. So, um, so you decided to apply and you ended up at Temple. So, yeah, so, so my, uh, my undergraduate professor, she, the first year, the first, after the first semester, I transferred to uh, America for college. My professor was like, oh, what do you want to do after, um, ap- after you're done with college? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a plan yet. I like this experience, but I'm still figuring thing out. And she was like, okay, you should go to a PhD program. <laughs> and like, I told her, like, I like teaching. I like, I, I like teaching. I like the experience of mentoring. I like research experience. So I told her that, and that's why she was suggesting to go to um, PhD program, and that's how I like saw my. I think saw in my second year in England, which is like uh, maybe sec- second year or third year here in college, because I kind of transfer, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like quite right. So yeah, so like I started like prepping for GRE and stuff in my uh, second year. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so you ended up at Temple. Um, I so tell me what your like thesis was about. I so I know you were do health economics now. Do, did you always like? Did you do that? At what point were did you become interested in healthcare? Uh, that's I um so in my uh, when I entered my PhD program, I didn't um I didn't know what I want uh the field the subfield that I want to do. Yeah, and um. And I knew that I'm interested in food. You know, like <laughs> that is, you know, Asians, we have that food culture. I love food, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was interested in food. And so that's how I get started, was studying some, like, policy on food outcome. And oh. that was making the transition to do health policies and healthcare work. Okay, so tell me what your thesis was about. 
Oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, kind of <laughs> all over. I think the common thing would be uh, the com. So I told you that I'm my initial interest in food, but my um, specialization now is actually in mental health and substance use disorder. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, so uh, my uh, my first chapter, I studied the effects of uh, payday lending restrictions. What restrictions? Payday loans. Oh, are you aware, do you are you familiar with payday loans? I mean, I understand payday loans is probably for low income earners who are like paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and it's like they kind of need to get an advance on their check in order to pay rent or pay the bills or something. Is that is that the right understanding? Yes, yes, yeah. So I was study I studying the so because of that because of like um, and pay you know like payday loan they have high. Uh, High fee interest rates, yeah, yeah, and you know, like, if you think about the if some if you think that if a person couldn't have you know like three hundred dollars now, how can they pay back three hundred dollars in fee in in two weeks time? Right. So you know you could you could you you could you know a person who's thinking like oh I need it now I'm gonna take out loan for example. But then in two weeks time, they're not able to pay back. So they have to pay additional um, fee to, you know, like keep, to extend the loans out for another two weeks. Or in some state, they might have to take out another loan to pay off the initial loans. Mm. So, you know, like at the end, some people can trap in debt with these type of loans because they have like short maturity, um, short maturation periods and like kind of relatively high uh, interest rate. Mm-hmm. So I was studying this and, the, and because of that, some stay actually uh, restrict access to these type of loans. Oh, interesting. And so I've studied um, these outcomes on um, suicide, uh, these policies on suicide outcome and drug wow. outcome. Yeah. And what did you find? I, so I, I actually, I found um, uh, for suicide outcome, the, the effect is kind of weak. That, so there is, uh, but on drug overdose, mm. uh, the effect is stronger. And so it's my finding suggesting that like one state uh, implementing uh, res- these policies that restricting access to these costly credits we see a reduction in um, total suicide and drug overdose outcomes. Wow, that's really interesting. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is. Well, I mean, but that's chapter one, right? So yeah, that's chapter one. <laughs> so, uh, much, yeah. so much interesting stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I my chapter, my second chapter is actually on food outcome. Mm. So that is actually my first um, graduate school uh, project ever. It's my second chapter. Uh, in that in that uh, in that paper, I study um, recreational marijuana legalization on alcohol and food uh, consum- uh, alcohol and food expenditures. Okay. Do you know the idea of like munchie on that? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that that you know that whole concept. And so the is idea it, of is it true? Do you spend more on food? I. That's what I, that's what the data tell me. Okay. Like I mean, do, how do you, do you like time box that? It's like after you smoke marijuana within like a five hour period, you spend more, or you're just saying like generally you spend more on food. 
I generally you spend more on food. I think. Okay. With the type of data that I have in, like some of the techniques that we do in here, we we leverage. Um, we do not have like individual level data when we know like oh five hour before somebody yeah, yeah. smoke and like five hour after we kind we kind we don't have that type of data right here. Yeah, yeah. But so we kind of leverage um, state policies and uh, survey data in general. We kinda, and that is one of the it's one of the few techniques that uh, in health policy that we do. So what's like the application of that? So you found that people spend more on food. Is that a good thing? Like, are you is like you advocate for legalization of marijuana because like the economy will go up? Or like how <laughs> the application? Well, I think um, the applications right here was. Um, you can think of like increase in food spending is not necessarily is a bad thing mm-hmm. and uh, but you could uh, but you should be aware of where you spend the type of food that you're spending you could you know like the, the consumption the, the, the kind of food that you spend are you spending more on takeout you know takeout is lots of calories greasy mm-hmm. food or you know, or like healthy food you know so i think that's depending on the, the amount of consumptions and the type of food that you're spending to, but you know i think that the first first thing that you should be aware of is that we have these um association between uh marijuana and food consumption and you know if we in a state that overly concerns about obesity or if somebody who's concerned about their weight gain for example for women of course you know i think that's something that we should keep in mind yeah but you know i yeah that makes sense that makes sense okay so chapter three how many chapters are there we have normally three chapters how about in your how about in your field we have i honestly don't remember i think it just depends on I think ours, mine was by number of publications. So I had like a couple of publications and I put them together and write an intro and that's it. So mm. I think it's different, you know, because if you're in economics, you, I don't know if you like write books or like how you, how you present out that data is different than how we do it in the, like in the technical sciences. Mm. In, in economics field, it takes forever for you to publish. Mm. So, so the expected, you know, like the expectations is like, okay, you have like, it's okay if you don't have publication by yeah. the time you finish or it's okay. Or it's like, it's good that you have some R and R or you're able at the stage where you submit your papers to for ref, for journal publication. It's great. But I, th- I think now the more it's getting more competitive. So the expectation is getting higher, but yeah, but you know, we don't, we, we would not expect you to have or at least I'm not in the hiring committee, but uh, yeah. so I kind of don't know. But um, I don't think there's an expectations much that you would have like three papers published. Or right, whatever. right. Yeah. And I think everybody's different. Yeah, I think a lot of the fields are different, um, and it like it also varies by the type of work you do. Because even in this, like in I'm, I was biomedical engineering, you could have like zero papers published but you could be doing really high impact work and you could just write a thesis on like one study you know so it just totally depends on the research and like everybody's very flexible which is nice 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah so my third chapter, I study um, access to um, office space, office based uh, mental health care on juvenile crime on juvenile crimes outcome. Do they okay. have access so, to a mental health like resource? Providers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Got. It. Oh, office. Okay. Like medical yeah. offices. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Doc- doctor offices. Yeah. It, so, did you look at like their proximity to an office, or like whether or not they actually like went physically like engaged in a like a therapist conversation or relationship? Uh, yeah, we don't have that data, unfortunately. So we kind of we leverage variations in the number of offices mm-hmm. in a local in in an in an elk, um, in a county. Okay. So that and we uh, we have uh, we have data from 1999 to 2016. So that's okay. like 18 years of data. Okay. So you look at outcomes of people with mental health issues based, but based we- on like the density of provider, like mental health. Yes, providers. yeah. Okay. So we, so we look at, um, so um, we don't, so one thing is we don't exactly know whether um, the arrestee, they actually have mental health disorders or not. Mm. But so so these analysis is what we call kind of is um, intent to treat analysis. And uh, the outcome here is uh, the number of arrests with the arrestees age um, under 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 18. Okay. So juvenile, oh, juvenile. arrest. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, and so and yeah. so we thinking that we thinking that, you know, like if there are more officers in a county, then we should expect there's a a decrease in the number of arrests. Juvenile arrest. I see. And is that what you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have three pretty different chapters, topics in your thesis. <laughs> and you decided to, because you said you like teaching. So it sounds like, you know, you were like, oh, maybe I'll just explore academia more. So you ended up doing a postdoc. So tell me about, you know, you finished up your PhD. So tell me about how you chose postdoc and how you chose Cornell. I actually, uh, by the time I finished my PhD, I didn't like teaching anymore. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that's why I actually, uh, I take my postdoc so I can do more uh, research. Mm. And with my, and uh, with, uh, with at Cornell now, I'm actually do work, um, still doing like substance use disorders um, okay. studies. And uh, that's pretty, my, my postdoc is pretty much a research position. Okay. Now I'm like, okay, I'm leaning back to academia teaching now. Like, you know, I think yeah, it's good yeah. to take a good break. You have to take a good break on trying. Well, do you do like, do you TA or do you have to like instruct a class or anything? Or are you mostly just research right now? Yeah, mostly research. Okay, so now you're like, maybe I do want to teach. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, exactly. well, so tell me, like, so what's next for you? I mean, you've been here, how long have you been at Cornell now? Uh, two years. So I will be on the job. Yeah, I will be on the job market uh, in August. So you're thinking, and so when your two years is up, you think you want to do more research? You want to do like academia? You want to teach? Or do you want to try and go into industry? Or are you trying to figure that out right now? Excuse me. Um, 
I think my preferred one would be teaching and research. Like I definitely don't want a teaching position. Like teaching, I don't definitely don't want teaching track position because that's a lot of teaching. Yeah, but something like where you're able to do research and you teach like one or two classes a semester. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And um, so that's like that's academia, right? So you kind of made exactly. that decision. Okay. <laughs> what do you like to do when you're not working? Do you have hobbies or what are you interested in? What do you like to do? I like to cook. I don't like to clean. But I like to <laughs> you like cleaning. <laughs> Actually, I do know people who like cleaning. I think that's really weird. <laughs> is, is it exactly? I, like I told you, I like food, so I love cooking. I what do you like cooking? What kind of food? Uh, I don't know. I think just food in general. I think just um, I don't. I don't. I like to explore new recipes, but I really study the recipes. Mm. If a new recipe, I really have to study the recipe until like okay, I can remember all the steps in my head. Oh wow! So that I can feel feel confident. Like when I cook, when I cook a new meal, and I'm still watching the video again, but I just have to be like. Knowing a step ahead, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Do you? But it's, have... I like it because it actually takes my mind off of work. Yeah. It's like a I different type what... of like intensity and focus. Like you're still very intense, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like different. Yeah. Just food, food, drink. just food. <laughs> yeah, food and gardening. Yeah. Gardening. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a garden? No, I don't. Actually, no, I don't. I live in the city, so we don't have. So, how do you garden? Do you have plants in your house, or do you go to? Like, yeah, I actually garden? buy this. I have a lot of like canter boxes. Oh, that's nice. You should yeah. come over to my house and help. All my plants die. I, <laughs> I'm buying like I just buy fake plants now. <laughs> I, I do have that too. I do have that too. Okay. I, I'm not good with indoor plants. Mm. All of my indoor plants. Die eventually. Yeah, mine too. So yeah, indoor plane and also indoor plane have bugs. I don't. I'm, I'm oh really? really indoor plane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, outdoor. Oh well. Hopefully, you'll get a nice house with a nice yard. Even yes, my, uh, my second job. house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you'll get your break and a nice garden. <laughs> okay. I'll check back in in six months. Everything will be good. <laughs> PH Dizzle. Having fun with smart people who do fun things. <laughs>